listen, fuckhead. Fuck, you know, yeah, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do. You can put me on mute. You can turn the goddamn channel for all I care. What the fuck are you doing? And you're listening to us now. So obviously you hit the fucking you switch night, asshole. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the Royal Grumble. I've got uh, entrant number one is Daryl. Hiya. Entrant number 30 is Dan. Right. And I'm filling out the middle at number 13, obviously. Unlucky number 13. So, royalgrumble.com, sorry, royalgrumble.podbean.com. We're on iTunes. You can probably find us through that. Uh, We're on YouTube now. Daryl's put us on YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube. I think we're the only Royal Grumble on YouTube, I hope. I think so. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Um, We're not quite big enough to get a link yet. No, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. It's baby steps, isn't it? Uh, Facebook.com slash Royal Grumble, Twitter.com slash Royal Grumble Pod, and you can email us at royalgrumblepod at gmail.com. Uh, we're not a news show. We're not a review show. We're the show. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, See what I did there? Oh. So, wait, I'm never going to say that again, ever. <laughs> it was really, really bad. I quite so, liked it. Good. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I might stick with <laughs> it for a little chuckle. while. Oh. Run it into the ground. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I thought I might stick with it and stick with it and stick with it and, uh, until people are sick of it and then just do it some more. Yeah, that worked. Good shout. Speaking of reviews, um, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's talk about a bit of news first. Because, like, the curse of the Royal Grumble struck again, naturally. Anytime we record a podcast, literally several hours later, some news happens. Samoa Joe won the NXT title. Spoilers. Although, by the time you listen to this, it's not spoilers. So, one in a house show in Lo- Lowell? Lowell, yeah. Lowell, I just said genuinely. Where even is that? Hey, Where is that? New Jersey. It's Massachusetts. Is it? Really? Yeah. It's New Jersey's, they have a feeder team there. Right. Ah, yeah. oh, see, there you go. I literally only knew Lowell from Lowell the New Devils. Jersey Devils. Yeah. Um, it's a nice hockey thing. Look at you. Yeah, Daryl's looking very confused. Uh, so, um, yeah. Now, I, I think I know why they waited. Because a lot of people have said, oh, why didn't they do it at the TakeOver show? But I know why they waited. Because, was it two days before? Finn Balor became the longest reigning NXT champion yeah. since Adrian Neville. So that's why. They were saying on... Uh, they gave him the Nikki Bella rub. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they were saying on the... Well, not that Nikki Bella rub, obviously, because <laughs> that's saved for one special penis. Uh, first use of the word penis. There you go. <laughs> and it weren't me. And it wasn't even you? No. I thought I'd take that mantle off you. Yeah, I'm absolutely convinced that that's why they waited until then, because like they were saying in the Wrestling Observer, oh... Well, the plan was they were going to do it in Dallas, but they changed their mind for some reason. I guess it was just to show the unpredictability of house shows. And I think there is an element of that, but more than likely it was like, and now he's gone over the limit so we can transition the title. Yeah, they, they mentioned it at the house show I went to. They really? Yeah. I'll, well, obviously we'll get onto it later, but um, this, there was, at the start they had the uh, announcer and he was the guy, is it Rich Brennan from NXT? Yeah. 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 The guy that the guy that they put on SmackDown then sacked off straight away when think, they got Mauro Ronaldo in. I think it's him. There was one of the NXT announcers anyway. He, he was like trying to hype up the crowd before he said, "You know, a title changed hands at NXT. It could change hands here." Like it's not though, is it? Not in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's quite a clever idea in the sense of it kills two birds with one stone. It means well, three birds if you like. It gives uh, gives Joe the title, which I think they wanted anyway. It sells the idea that anything can happen at a house show. And it meant that Finn Balor got his reign extended to the longest NXT Championship reign in history. So it works for everybody, really, apart from people who wanted to watch it on TV. Yeah, but you know, sometimes people on TV don't deserve to 
to get it, do they? Because like they've got um, when you got a house show back in the day, weren't house shows like the big show anyway? So like everyone's gonna watch it on network, but you need to get people into arenas, don't you? So yeah, I mean it's, it's selling tickets, isn't it? That's the thing. It's be people in the. I mean, just there's videos, and I think they're gonna show it on NXT, which will have aired by the time that we've seen it. Um, of the reaction. The reaction was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. because you're not going to think it's going to happen at your house show, are you? Could you imagine? Like, obviously, as I say, we'll get back to it, but could you imagine if something like that had happened at Sheffield? You'd, you'd have gone spare. You'd have been like, this wasn't, this is yeah. insane. They did used to do things like this. Um, I went to one in 94, so they've been about seven year old, and they switched over the tag belts every night, and then you just say, oh, it's it never existed. But men on the, I think men on the mission won the tag belts the night I was there from the Mounties or the Quebecers or whatever they were called. Men on a mission, oh, fucking yeah. King Mabel. How devastated are you that you weren't there, Daryl? <laughs> but they did that with the, they didn't never did it with the world title, but the smaller belts they did switch them over a lot on house shows, but they wouldn't get reported. I know one um, tour they switched the titles from Caden Murdoch to Kendrick and London, which was notable because they did it on a house show. They switched them back before they even got to Raw, but it was the other tag titles to ones that London and Kendrick had had before. So that was the only title reign they ever got with those belts, and they never got a single match on TV. And then I think they did it with the European title or the hard, obviously the hardcore title. They did it all the bloody time. They did it with the women's belt as well. Yes, but that was an accident. Yeah, (laughs) I can't remember who it was, but I I remember Mickey James. She beat somebody. Victoria involved. Yeah, I think Mickey James beat or one of them beat the other. And then they did a rematch later on in the night. Oh, I've decided I'm gonna have it. That's that's the way. That's a way just to make it obvious. You're gonna have a show the next night anyway. Just wait until then. What's the point? Before we actually talk about um, the house show, though, I want to make a quick mention. John Cena tweeted that he's coming back on Memorial Day, which I think is the thirtieth. Yeah, uh, not a clue. Anyway. Yeah, it's, like it's the thirtieth. Thirtieth. Yeah. Okay, so like they're actually gonna have someone to shut close the show now because basically people are turning off after about two hours in but um i'm quite glad about that yeah it's not the one after it's not the show after payback is it? it's the show after that that's right yeah okay so yeah so whatever happens at payback there'll be fallout from that won't they and then yeah because i assume that um there's going to be some tension between shane and stephanie on that one and they might do a brand split there or maybe they'll do it the week after and uh fight over John Cena. You know what? Like, um, with our topic today. This, by the way, in case you're any interested, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about Scott Steiner today. So this is definitely worth listening to. Trust me, it is definitely worth listening to. But um, it just a lot of what I've watched this week reminds me that I really hated the brand split. It was really bad. Did you? Uh, do you know what? I always thought I didn't, and I watched a lot of stuff this week. And I was like, oh, shut up, just. Oh, Raw and SmackDown, oh, we're competing. No, you're not. Just pack it. Just pack it in. Annoying me. Just... I've got your kids, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. On that note, he hasn't. He's not really got Dan's kids, by the way. In case Dan doesn't have any kids. No, I don't. Those of you who don't get the reference, just because some of them might not be. You know, some of them might be. You know, a mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is really a podcast to entertain ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> is that too obvious? Anyway, Daryl, you oh. were at the uh, WWE house show in Sheffield. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. 
floor is yours. All Tell right. us. Well, I jump jump into run down the matches. What what are you wanting me? To I want you to do it. However, you and this may be the greatest risk I've ever taken on this show so far, but. I want you to tell us however you feel fit. Okay, so listeners, we um, headed down to the arena and I took a longer route because I wanted to go to the dodgy merchandise stalls before entering the arena because my plan was to get a um, New Day t-shirt. Yeah. But I didn't want the serial one. I wanted the one where they're riding a unicorn. Okay. Right? So I went to the dodgy merch stalls and all they had were foam fingers and uh hats that just said Cena on them. Cena weren't there. And I don't know who the phone fingers were for. <laughs> um, so I was a bit disappointed. So we went in, um, went to Merchandise Store. Do you think they had that t-shirt? No. Y- yes? Yes. Oh. One point for Graham, they had it. Right. Now, this is for the room. Have I got the t-shirt on? No. No. Right? Okay, so I haven't got it on. Do you know why? Because they only had it in a large. Oh. And I'm a quite a petite fella. You used to buy large all the time. Yeah, right? but I I lost weight, didn't I? So I, I'm a medium. So if anything, this is proof that this Royal Grumble top tip. Yeah, don't, don't order lose it before. Weight. Order it from your shop. If you're a wrestling fan, don't lose weight because frankly, the t-shirts will only fit you if you're bigger. Yeah. So then fast forward to the end of the night where they had dodgy t-shirts outside. The proper dodgy because yeah. the proper the the rubbish stuff comes out at the start. The proper stuff comes out afterwards. Yeah, so they had they had the bin liners on the floor so they didn't get wet. <laughs> and they had all the t-shirts all in piles and they were telling me that they were a tenner each. I'm like, fucking buzzing here. Way cheaper than in arena. Saw it. They had a dodgy grey one. We know it's not grey, it's printed on blue. But they also had the blue one. I'm like, fucking having that. But I'll have that New Day one, that blue one there, mate. They went, we only do it in kid sizes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a dodgy counterfeit merchandise store are you that you don't do it in adult as well? My suggestion is that maybe they thought, maybe they took one look at it and thought, well, no one over the age of 12 is going to want this, <laughs> so why would we do it in any other size? Well, they lost my business. <laughs> I didn't buy a single dodgy t-shirt off them. I'm shocked. I know. Usually you buy one just for the sake of buying one. I know. Well, that was the, all you wanted to go for. I know, that's literally all I wanted to go for, and you'll see, you'll see how disappointed this show was when I, <laughs> when I read through this. Well, read on, tell us. Okay, so we kicked off Cesaro versus Stardust, and... Uh, Spoiler alert, Cesaro won. Um, there were a good little spot in it where um, Stardust was selling and he ended up being positioned for a 619. And the fans chanted 619. Right. And Cesaro did a 619. <laughs> Wait. And then, because I'm pretty sure Cody Rose thought, fuck it, this was hilarious. He sold over onto the other side of the ring. And the fans chant a 619 again. <laughs> Cesaro looked mightily pissed off, right? He did another 619. And then Cesaro proceeded to climb the top rope, right? Cody Rose thought, fuck this shit. And went onto the other side of the ring and just lay- laid there. So he had to get down and do another 619. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So we can establish that Cody Rose just likes taking the piss at this point. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm yeah. all right with that. Good. Um. Then uh, there were, so Darren Young's music played and listeners, you know, if you're a fan oh of this show, my God. you know my love for the primetime players. Yep. So I were buzzing, but it just said Darren Young, not primetime players. I don't know if he's back, Titus O'Neil's back. He is. He I came back doing in the adverts, a house show. 
Uh, no, Dark Match, not House uh, Show. No, he was on. He's on main event this week. Oh, really? Yeah. All oh, right. Well, I knew it was supposedly back in a Dark Match on SmackDown. Maybe it's main event. Oh, Wrestling um, Observer listed it as main event. All uh, right. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't again. It wasn't primetime players that came out. Darren Young's music played. I was instantly excited. But then, who was his tag team partner? Zack Ryder. Oh, I'm sorry, Daryl. But because he was on the babyface team, he won. Oh. So that was good. Uh, they beat uh, Bo Dallas and Heath Slater. There was no other um, social outcasts. social outcast. Thank you. No, none of them were there. So no Victor. No, because oh, I was quite looking, when they came out. I was like, oh, I wonder if like Victor's gonna come out. Ratitude's little mate. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started. Little Ratitude. Yeah, so that that happened. Then um, Jack Swagger. Came out. Check one, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, listeners won't know this, but you two do. I'm a massive fan of Jack Swagger. Oh, it's brilliant. Like, Jack Swagger were my boy, right? WrestleMania 26, right? When he was climbing that ladder and he couldn't unhook the briefcase, I was so frustrated. I was I was convinced he weren't going to win and he won it and I would buzz him. Is that on a Botchamania somewhere? Because I know it's edited off everything else. Yeah, it is on like, a Botchamania. If you can find it on a Botchamania somewhere, it's so funny. Because he's up there for such a long time. <laughs> he really is. When we watched that WrestleMania live, I just remember you sat there just going, come on, come on, come on, come on. I, mean, I think come on. was going, come on. You can't hunt the recase. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Daryl, it's a spot. It's not going to He's like, no, just freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I was worried that he weren't going to do it. But he did it. Won world title. So. Yeah. Uh, but, how did that go down? Yeah. But anyway, listen, well. I've never seen him win in person ever. I think I've been there four or five times. Yep. Right. So outcomes. Uh, sorry, he's waving the British flag. I forgot to mention that. So he's waving the British flag and he's doing the. We all did the We the People. I don't know. Special why. relationship. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I suppose. Special. Yeah. Obama was over, so oh, it was yeah. all right. I think he was there. There were somebody in one of boxers. Might have been him. <laughs> um, and then Rusev came out waving yes. his Bulgarian flag that had his face on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite brilliant. Um. Rusev won. So I've still never seen Jack Swagger win live. We'll just point out as well, you sent us a message like saying, come on Swagger or something like that. And I sent you back a message, Rusev crush. Yeah. And then the next picture was, uh, the next message was Rusev won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The curse continues was oh. the message. Cause yeah. I think, I think I need to very briefly talk about how the curse started because it was when, um, it was the first time you and I went to a show together was yeah. the, um, the raw, the last Raw that they had at, at Sheffield, Sheffield Arena. Ricky Hatton was the guest host. Ricky Hatton was the guest host. They haven't brought it back to Sheffield since. And incidentally, that's another thing that they confirmed, by the way. Um, November's tapings Scotland, are isn't it? in, yeah, SSE Hydro, two weeks before ICW Fear and Loathing. <laughs> what do you think that crowd is going to be like? I don't think they know what they've let, them in for, let themselves in for. Because yeah, it's going to be rowdy. It's going to be full of, of and I use this in the nicest possible way, dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're, we're going to get the first televised get to fox chant. Exactly, it's going to yeah. be amazing. They're going to have the, they'll never run it again. I'm so convinced <laughs> of that. But sorry. Um, so to reiterate, yeah, 2009 Raw Jack Swagger. It was about the end of the year, wasn't it? It was the second tour, like they're doing now. Yeah, November it was November. One, and he said two weeks before this Raw, he was going to go undefeated for the rest of the year. <laughs> the rest of the year was about eight Raws, was it? Maybe nine. Yeah. Do you think he went undefeated on the Raw that we saw? No. <laughs> got beaten by Evan Bourne, yeah, who got Evan sacked Bourne. for being a pothead. 
and I went mental. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, so then we got uh, New Day. So it was Dudley Boys uh, versus the Usos versus the New Day. Kofi Kingston wasn't there because his wife was giving birth or yeah, she was right, due yeah, or something. Yeah. Kid, yeah. Um, which they didn't announce it, but it was just really weird that he wasn't, because I, I didn't know that he wasn't going to be there. So like, I saw the, um, the other two come out and I was just like, oh, where's, where's Kofi? Because Xavier Woods is going to wrestle. <laughs> He's all right with trombone, but like, it's not even seen a good pull into a good match of that United States Open it, Challenge. So, yeah. yeah, so I was just like, uh, whatever. But yeah, so they did, um, that was a, so uh, all the matches that had champions in were title matches because they did that thing where they were like, oh, anybody can win a belt. So we're going to have title matches. So like, I knew they weren't going to win. Now, all the way through the show, there was this annoying child um, sat behind me. So during Cesaro's match, all he was shouting, and I'm not even kidding, throughout the match, do the swing, do the swing. <laughs> and eventually he did the swing. And like, um, he was just shouting, woo, 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 for Zack Ryder. But I overheard him say he didn't like the Usos. And I'm thinking, right, you fucker. No, 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 he didn't like the New Day. Sorry, I'm thinking, right, you fucker. I know the New Day is going to win because they're not going to change the belts. And I was like, fucking, this is brilliant. So, um, Daryl's personal vendetta is yeah. a small child. Yeah, so he's having too much fun at this show and I need to knock him down a peg. <laughs> so Dudley Boys come out, Usos come out, New Day comes out, right? And all the way through, he's going, oh, New Day stinks. New Day stinks. That's not even the chant. It's not even the chant. So eventually, New Day win. And I might have gone a little bit mental. I might have turned around and started shouting at him, New Day rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the visual of you shouting at a child, telling them that they're wrong. Yeah. It's probably not as bad as the time that we tried to convince those kids that Steve Austin had died. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I, I don't know this story. No, we, went to, we went to a house show um, at Sheffield again. And like they played, it was really weird. They played this video at the start of the show, which was like, it was like the old WWF Desire videos, yeah. But it was with Steve Austin, right? It was with Stone Cold. So like, we're talking about this, and it's like it looks like it looks like a video package from dying. It's like it's weird. So then there's these kids in front of us, right? And they were they were mildly annoying, weren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they were weren't, right, they really. weren't that bad. No, but, but they were mildly. Yeah. Um, plus, we we're absolute pricks. So um, <laughs> when they played it again, I I got an idea. Loudly turns the door and says, "Oh yeah, that's right." Stone Cold died, didn't he? Yeah, and, and it, like, there were Chinese whispers all down, all yeah, down the line. Literally, like two minutes later, one of the mums or dads comes back and they go, it goes, Mum, they're playing a video because Stone Cold died. <laughs> we, we created a wrestler death. I think we probably... <laughs> you know, like one of those fake things on Twitter where it goes around that someone's died or those ones where someone's already died and they die again. Oh, yeah. I think that was basically us, but in Sheffield Arena. Yeah. So, anyway, go on. I like lying to children about well. people dying, about the heroes dying. <laughs> One of our pastimes. Yeah. Um, they did a um, funny spot in this match. So um, they pinned Xavier into turnbuckle, but like, so his back was facing the middle of the ring and they were just slapping the shit out of him. <laughs> like, to the point where I think he was actually getting annoyed. <laughs> like, that, that, that's the end of that. That's, that they lost the crowd at middle of the match. Like, Towards end, like everyone was just like, "Oh, man, cheers. There were no no reaction to New Day winning other than me uh, <laughs> shouting at a child, <laughs> which if anything probably emphasised your reaction more. Yeah. Um. So then, then we had interval. Then, uh, Sincara. My note here says Sincara beat Tyler Breeze. It was wank. 
<laughs> Excellent. The wrong Lucha Dragon came out. Oh. Tyler Breeze came out. Boring. Charlotte beat Becky slash Sasha Banks. Um, everybody seemed to like women's wrestling, both before, during, and after the match. I went for a piss. Um, <laughs> you you just old habits die hard. He's a traditionalist. Yeah. yeah, like I could have gone during interval. But I was like, we well, you, you never know. They might they might want a volunteer to come in ring or somewhere do a funny dance. That's happened at a show before. Yeah, that was when our truth was like on the show though. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. He was on the good roster. Yeah, I did see some of this match. I saw most of it actually. It was, it was all right. Like it was probably the best women's, women's match I've seen live because I've seen Eve, Eve Torres wrestle. <laughs> oh god, Eve Torres. <laughs> Oh, the show she, where... She did a booty shake. Cena and... That show was main-evented by John Cena and Zack Ryder against somebody, wasn't it? I can't even remember. Probably Kane and... Probably Dolph Ziggler or somebody stupid like that. Yeah, I can't it, even remember. It, it, were, it weren't that good. And then Eve came out and moonsaulted somebody. Um, then Roman Reigns beat Sheamus. Um, Sheamus came out, um, got the microphone and was talking about um, Sheffield being uh, a great city... Um, used to be strong with steel, got two good football teams. Then he went, then it all went to shit. And now you're—he didn't say shit, but like you know, you're a weak, you're a weak city, and all this. Tried to get local heat. Everyone was booing him, obviously. Then Roman Reigns came out, and all of a sudden, shows with a big baby face. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes me laugh. Like with Cena and with Reigns before, it always seemed to be like well, the house shows because there's nobody trying to be a dick on camera. Like they get the real reaction if you like. Nobody likes Roman Reigns. No, they really don't. Did he don't. say he wasn't a good guy? He, he didn't say that. And he wasn't a bad guy? He didn't say that he either. He that in his video. I bet, oh, that's totally going to be in his video at some point, isn't it? What, like, know, like, like, like at the, the start? Oh, no, I thought you meant at the start, like when Miz it says, awesome, <laughs> and then he just cuts to the music, it doesn't fit. Dude, that stuff. I didn't mean like that. I meant sort of like in the middle, you know, where it says like Roman Empire, the weird little spider thing. Got. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. That was the end of the show. Ah. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. Uh, there was a guy a uh, couple of seats down from me that he had a belt with him. Don't do that. Oh, don't bring a belt to a wrestling show. Don't. Unless it's part of a full costume. Like when you dressed up as John Cena oh, yeah. with belt at a TNA show. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get reactions of people. Yeah, that were good. Yeah, but the only reaction you got was in Pizza Hut beforehand. Oh yeah, um, the lady at Pizza Hut, if, you, if you're out there. I can't remember your name, but whatever. Um, you can have a spin of my belt anytime. You happily told her it was a spinner. Yeah. Not only happily, proudly showed her. Yeah. <laughs> Offered her a spin, she declined. Oh, and from after that show, there is that video of you on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you can find that. rapping yeah. along to... His yeah, tell you what, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll, I'll, link, I'll link it. We'll put, that, we'll put that up somewhere as well. We'll on put Facebook, that up on yeah. the Facebook and on the Twitter of Daryl rapping along to John Cena's Yeah, I'll, music. I'll happily show that, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that. Hey, by all means. Right. Um, speaking of things that are utterly terrible, uh, nah, that's harsh actually you're alright oh, thanks I'll give you a solid 6 out of 10 thanks um, we're going to talk about Scott Steiner did it, Scott Steiner witnessed the murder recently by the way did you see that yeah I did yeah. Um, I happily watched all the videos to do with it yeah because um, well, I tell you, you probably know a bit more about it than I do I, I only know it because of the hilarious note in the Wrestling Observer which said Scott Reichsteiner who wrestled as Scott Steiner some of you may know how are you not going to figure out that that's Scott Steiner? <laughs> like even even newer fans would be able to figure that one out. It's Just, a mystery, isn't it? You yeah. don't you don't use his real name to wrestle. Actually, so. that's something I did want to say on the Wrestling Observer today. Um, 
Meltzer came out with two fantastic Meltzerisms. Right, first of all, he was talking about uh, the Star Wars movie with Captain Kirk and Spock. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> no, he got corrected. I do remember that one. Seriously, because um, what was it? It was something to do with yeah. It was to do with Raw when Roman Reigns and the Usos were talking, and like the Usos were like, it's it like, oh, it's all versus one, and they were like, oh, but sometimes the one needs the help of the all, and then. Roman Reigns was like, yeah, but sometimes they all need the help of the one. It was all a load of bollocks. And Dave Meltzer was like, yeah, I think they I think they got that from a quote from Star Wars with Captain Kirk and Spock said it to him. And it was like, <laughs> Alvarez was like, you know, that's Star Trek, wasn't it? He was like, oh, all the people are going to be correcting me now. I was like, of course they are. Because if it was someone wrestling related, you'd be tweeting them, correcting them. And then um, he uh, talking about Apollo Crews and they, they did this bit where Apollo Crews was on Raw talking to Cody and said, um, I got the name Apollo from your dad, Dusty Rhodes. And as Brian Alvarez is talking about this, Meltzer interjects and says, no, but he got it from Stallone, though. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, he, he didn't come up with a name. Stallone came up with it for the Rocky film. And I think for a second, Alvarez was like, are you serious? What Do you want me to explain it? It's like, well, I think that's probably where Dusty got it from. It's like, yeah, but Dusty didn't come up with it though. As if anyone's <laughs> going, oh, well, Dusty, Dusty invented that. Yeah. So, did everybody think Dusty came up with Apollo from that because Apollo is clearly a black name like Cruz is for Terry Cruz? Oh, I think he's probably. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't say, well, he came up with the name Cruz and Meltzer didn't interrupt him and go, no, that's from Terry Cruz, the actor, not from. He didn't come up with it himself. Just, he's got no sense of like, he's got no. I don't even know what to say anymore. But anyway, just 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 to let everyone know, we do love Meltzer though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's, I literally don't him. listen to anything that the Observer does that doesn't have him on. <laughs> but these are always hilarious but, to me. But why listen to another podcast? Ah, uh, um, I don't. I just, it's a radio show. Uh, yeah, exactly. Radio show, different. Just not here. Yeah, uh, don't yeah. listen to other podcasts. Only listen to this one, just to really entice you. And as I said, I think I told you already. We're going to talk about Scott Steiner. Now we've got this as a bit of a. We're not going to do a proper career retrospective because can't be asked. Yeah, but, like, I ain't got time in my life. Ain't got time in your life, and I don't want to. All that WCW you'd have to go through. Oh. There's a, so much in WCW we would have to go through. Even so, we're not doing that. So we just thought we'll we'll take the best bits, and by the best bits, I mean his entire WWE run. <laughs> so Dan, um, you're you're the lead on this, mate. Uh, yeah. So the Scott Steiner had two runs in the WWE. Uh, first off, in late 92, him and Rick came over as a tag team, last of the year, and then got fed up of the touring schedule and no guaranteed money, went back to WCW. Uh, during that time, Scott Steiner moved away from the tag team, uh, got really big, not from steroids, he'll be very clear to tell you, not from steroids, and became Big Papa Pump. Uh, did a lot of shooting on the mic because no one dared tell him not to, and then by the time WCW folded... They waited a little while because he had big guaranteed money and then he came in and had a brilliant year in WWE. Truly, it was like the pinnacle of the man's career. I mean, like, well, we, I think it's, I think it's fair that we explain to the listeners what we've done. We agreed that we were going to watch certain matches from Scott Steiner's career in WWE. So I think we've all watched the WrestleMania 9 tag team match with the Steiner brothers and head trinkers. Yep. And then obviously there's a massive gap, and then we wait. Moved so to... you've only watched that from that era? That's all I watched. Yeah, 
Oh, I've watched a different match from that era. Oh, well, great. Which, no, that's fine. That's, You'll be that's able to, good. That's to fine. offer more insight. But no, I focus specifically on the 2003, well, 2002 technically, to 2004 era of Scott Steiner because I felt like that was when we really got to see what he was all about. Huh? <laughs> First of many. Right. So I've never actually watched any of WrestleMania 9 until... I watched this. WrestleMania 9 was my first ever wrestling show I watched. Wow, and you're still a fan today. Yeah. Um, that is impressive. <laughs> one of my f- um, friends, her big brother, had taped it, including the pre-show. So my big memories of it are, during the pre-show, they showed Yokozuna crushing a jobber, and it scared the absolute shit out of me that this really fat dude was sitting on another guy and not letting him breathe. Uh, I also... Some people are paying good money for that now. Yeah, they would. Um, the other big thing, like I knew Hulk Hogan was because he was a household name at that point. And Mr. Nanny. at the end of the show, Bret Hart loses to Yokozuna and then Hulk Hogan comes out and saves the day. But the re- one of the reasons I love Bret Hart now is that I kind of connected with him on that show. And then this big orange goon comes out and takes his spotlight away from him. And I hated Hulk Hogan from that point. I genuinely as a kid hated Hulk Hogan for that. I was like, he took Bret's belt. Like he should be fighting him again. That that guy cheated. Because I didn't. Brett had gone blind. Yeah. Hulk Hogan just helped him. That's why he's got sunglasses in it. Yeah. So Fuji threw the salt in his eye. So yeah, WrestleMania Nine was my first ever wrestling show I watched, and I could kind of remember the Steiner brothers from it as well. Like as I go back and watch WCW occasionally now, like I really do remember that little era of the Steiner brothers as a tag team and how well they presented. What was really weird to me. Um, having mostly watched like 2000 because I actually did it in reverse order I watched all the stuff we were doing in the later time and then watched Wrestlemania 9 and it's like they do a quick promo before the match and his voice is exactly the same but if you said this is a completely different person I'd have been like yeah yeah I believe that it just it's so weird <laughs> to see the difference between this bloke in Wrestle- well, 1993 93 I was going to say 94, so 93. And then, I, I suppose you could say only 10 years later, with the chain mail and the little beard, and all, it's just worlds apart. His tights that say 69 on them. Yeah. Oh, you're, you, yeah. Just you, you just, yeah, all right. Look. Yeah, fine. That's one of my notes out already. Okay. <laughs> Shocking. Tell me about the what. What match did you watch, Daryl? Okay, so I watched. It's from a Raw of the era. Uh-huh. And uh, it's uh, Scott Steiner in singles competition. Can you guess who he's wrestling in that era? Singles competition. Go on. The Helsinki Hellraiser, Ludwig Borger. Ludwig Borger. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, like I, I did this because I've heard that we're big in Finland at the minute. Yes. Yeah. Hello to our Finnish listeners, by the way. Yeah, so um, I thought I better... Sorry about, like... Sort of stereotyping you with Ludwig Borger. It's no, not... he's, he's one of their heroes. Well, I know, but Wasn't like... he a politician there at one point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but we, I just want them to know that we know that there's more... I just want them to know that there's more Finland than Ludwig Borger. Okay. There so... really is. There really is. Do you know what there is? Go on. Finland has got a population of 5.4 million people. Did well, you know that? No, I didn't. Right? That's of 2013, so it might have changed by them. I've just realised who it is, by the way. I'm pretty sure I know who's listening to us from Finland. Who? Um... When I was at university, there was two Finnish girls who were there, and I, literally, how did I not even make the connection? Hello, I hope you're well. Uh, I haven't seen you since. Obviously, you're over. So uh... he, he just gave up the game that it's two people. <laughs> uh, so the, we're not we're not that big in Finland. Hey, 
We're not that big in Finland. Well, it's them and their friends, obviously. Ah, uh, because I've also got some more Finnish facts here. Did okay. you know that Lapland is in Finland and that's the real home of Santa Claus? He's not from the North Pole. Really? Yeah, it's from Finland. I didn't know that. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I was isn't doing there, research. Isn't there an FC Santa Claus? Anyway, go on. I don't know. Tell, I, I, tell I was us more research. Um, Mika Hakkinen, he's from Finland. Well, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, and Sparky Kimi Raikkonen as well. Yeah, but did Mika, did Kimi Raikkonen win the 1998-1999 uh, World Championships of Formula <laughs> 1? Because <laughs> Mika did. No, but I think he won another one in like 2010. I don't know. I didn't re- do that much research. <laughs> so th- that, that's, the end of, that's the end of Finland fan frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about Lugby Volga, please? Oh, uh, yeah. So... I never thought I'd say that sentence in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes, this match, they just they, they lobbed each other about. Because um, I thought it was going to be at the end of Steiner's run and it was like a jobber match. I thought, did they job him out to Ludwig Borger? Because he's already in ring. And then Borger gets an entrance, but they lob each other about, like stiff each other to fuck. <laughs> Borger had a huge undefeated streak as well. Because I remember he was the person who ended to Tanker's undefeated streak. Yeah. Yeah, they really pushed Ludwig Borger for quite, for quite a while. Yeah. And they just dropped it. It ended in a double disqualification because... Um, I want to say they're Quebecers, but I think they call them the French Canadians. They came down to the ring, and then Rick Steiner eventually came down. Then they all got in the ring and had a big fight. And oh. Steiners don't really do jobs. No, no, they don't. I've not even thought about that. Yeah, so that's, that's the match that I watched from that era. Brilliant. The reason I sent you the WrestleMania Nine match as well is because of the uh, flapjack spot where he goes to flapjack him on the ropes, but just steps a bit too far back and just drops Scott Steiner right on his head oh, on the outside of the ring. And Steiner so just continues. Awful. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. It's just... <sighs> um, an interesting thing about the WrestleMania 9 match is it is the first time in his entire WWE career, his first night on commentary, the first time Jim Ross says Slobberknocker is in yep. that match. Because he literally, it says partway through, he says, in Oklahoma, we'd call this a Slobberknocker. And Bobby Heenan just... <laughs> Slobberknocker? What is a slobberknocker? Just rips him for about five minutes about this stupid word. <laughs> and it ended up catching on. So a fair play to JR. But that's what just voice there, by the way. Fair play to JR. But um, the first, first use of the word slobberknocker was in the Steiners against the Head Shrinkers. Historic. There you go. Have you got any other points on 92, 93? Because I was just going to do a quick run through of yep. what they did after that. So they won the tag titles on the show after that King of the Ring uh, they defeated Money Inc and then uh, eventually lost them to the Quebecers and then decided to leave WB because of the touring schedule went back to WCW oh actually they went to ECW first for a short period yeah, I didn't know that uh, see, I, I thought they did but I couldn't find any of the matches I'd, were they just on house shows uh, been, um, it'll have been pre extreme championship wrestling won't it it was 95 so oh so about that yeah. time then right okay yeah fair enough so yeah, then they had the WCW run, and then in October 2002, uh, Scott Steiner signed a three-year contract, and that's where we get to Survivor Series. Three-year contract, wow. So Yeah, so I, I watched this today, his Survivor yeah. Series debut. Yeah. And uh, I don't, like, I didn't remember how annoying Matt Hardy was as version one. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's because I don't like Matt Hardy now. <laughs> but at the time I was quite a fan of this version one I was like oh this is really good why aren't they doing more with him and Ma- then he came down to the ring I was like oh this is why they didn't do more with him <laughs> did you know that Matt keeps the room temperature at a toasty 75 degrees <laughs> and he drinks only <laughs> chocolate <Matt> milk <laughs> V1 <laughs> I did know that they uh, um, 
I'm guessing you two watched it on the network, same as me. Yep. Um, they cut out Scott Steiner's actual first words in WWE. Oh, yeah. I, they cut out the audio of it. <laughs> remind me, what were those words, Dan? Give me the fucking mic. Give me the fucking mic. There you go. <laughs> it sets down a marker straight away, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, also had Chris Nowinski, the concussion king. Eight <laughs> hey, fair play to him. He's made a career right now, but like, and it, it will be studying Steiner's brain at some point. Uh, yeah, he definitely will. Jesus, um, I wrote down Fat Lardy V1. I think it's just because because <laughs> I fat. like that pun. He wasn't even that fat at the time. No, I just like the pun. I think well, it's not clever, but it's amusing to me. And then my next note was he's got sixty nine on his tights. So yeah. cheers, Daryl. Yeah, he's got sixty nine on his tights. Um, you know, another thing that they said that I, I thought you would have picked up on, and I don't know if you have. Um, one of the first things they say, oh, it's Scott Steiner. He's signed to WWE, but he's a free agent. Yeah. That annoyed me straight away. <laughs> the hottest yeah. free agent. We found it out. On, yeah. We found it on a WWE Confidential. No, yeah, but but that, that, should, that shouldn't annoy you because they're not doing it in the way that WWE do it now. They're saying he's the hottest free agent because they don't know if he's going to sign with Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, well, to be fair, it was better than that. Like, I, that I understood because they sort of teased whether he was going to sign with Raw or SmackDown. Um, I believe, didn't he only sign with Raw because he tried to shag Stephanie and she yep. didn't shag him? I think so. Yeah, sounds about right. But Bischoff obviously did. Also, <laughs> first ha is about 30 seconds in. Ha! Another ha. thing is, I don't know whether the audio sweetened on it, but Steiner is really over on that when he comes out. No, I think... I think because well, it's New York, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing, I didn't actually watch it at the time, but I remember seeing sort of reports and stuff because this was during my sort of like downtime, like wrestling. And um, I remember reading about that. It was, it was massive. It was really over. Like it was a huge debut. It got massive pop. Yeah, I was excited for him coming. Yeah. I remember being really excited. And then you saw him wrestle. No, but I think at the time I probably were happy with him. Yeah, probably. Because we just got started lobbing people about. Yeah. Being all steroided and stuff. Now, um, did any of you guys watch the build-up to the Royal Rumble match? See, um, because I only watched the Rumble match, the preview video, I can't remember if it was that or um, No Way Out that had Evanescence over the video. Oh, like both we'll of them, get to that. Yes, yeah, both of them we'll had great early like new metal tracks and stuff. Uh, I've literally but, got a, a note at some point that just says new metal, of course. Everything is new metal at this point, even though new metal's been done for about two years by this point. Yeah. I did um, like the um, raw entrance theme around this time, that Union Underground. Did I like it? Yeah. It was all right. Yeah, that one new metal, wasn't it? It was, yeah. As with everything else on the WWF Forcible Entry CD. Great name <laughs> for a CD. Well done. You couldn't, you could understand Idiots. the words of that theme. That's why I liked it a bit better. Give it. Because what are the words on the original Raw's War theme? I know. Give it, give it a go. Come on, sing it. <sighs> Try. I'm not singing. <laughs> what about all the words on the SmackDown theme? I think we should, I think we should end the show Wait, by singing the SmackDown theme. We could all sing the test theme. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, well, I, I actually do have a point on test before I even get to this test against Scott Steiner. Um, I was watching Raw 500, which is when Triple H and Scott Steiner have an arm wrestle, and I got distracted by D'Lo Brown against Test. <laughs> there are two D'Lo Brown against Test matches on that show. Two on the same two show. Two on the same show. The first match on the show is D'Lo Brown against Test, and then later on in the night, D'Lo Brown comes out and says, Test. I haven't really settled things with you. Let's have a match for Stacey right now. Let's have a match for possession of this woman. For possession of this woman. Oh, we'll get back to that. <laughs> we will get back to that. 100%. But yeah, I got distracted watching D-Lo against Test. Because you're looking at the real deal now. Is he going to kick your sorry ass right out on the street? I don't know which one I like better out of D-Lo Brown and Test. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them. Oh, well. Is, um, is Test still dead? 
Let's check. Right, live. Te- uh, we need to find out live. Is Tess oh. still dead? Check. He's going onto Twitter now. Still, no out. tweet since the 13th of March. Right. So, but as I think, the, I think he's alive. Ah, uh, maybe. But as of the 30th of March, what what did we know about Tess? Uh, yes. So he is still dead. Okay. Thanks, everyone. So yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Um, right. Triple H against Scott in an arm wrestle. I watched the whole segment. Did you watch the whole segment, Daryl? No. Of course you didn't. No, I don't did do my own work. I watched the whole segment. Started to write notes about it, and my phone tried to connect Steiner. So I tried to correct Steiner to steroids. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even making that up. Um, my only notes that I got um, was he has little pencil dot eyes. He takes off like he's got the huge chainmail, and he takes it off, and then he takes his sunglasses off, and like they go from these massive sunglasses that make him look like a rape badass to these little pencil dot eyes that just it's, peer through it. Yeah. As well, the eyes like you talked earlier about how it doesn't almost look like the same guy. Yeah. That's the one time when he takes his sunglasses off. Like, yeah, that's the same guy. He's, he's just he, he's had the uh, stuff from the Batman games. There is one, yeah, the, the Venom or whatever it is. There's one really good moment in that, right, where they're having an arm wrestle. Right, it starts off. Triple H supposedly is ambushed him with his arm wrestle. He's like, oh, um, oh, I want to talk to you, Scott Steiner. Come on, oh, let's have an arm wrestle. Yeah, I'm well hard. And um, Steiner puts his hand down, and Triple H starts wrestling him. And he's pulling him down, pulling him down, pulling him down. And Steiner's like, oh, no. And, and Steiner stops, does this massive grin, and just slams Triple H's <laughs> hand down. So then Triple H gets up and wants the second one, and Steiner slams his hand down three consecutive times. And then I think he starts going, ha. And then that's, These that's segments are bullshit, aren't they? Well, they are, but I Because there's another one which one. I think yeah. we're going to talk about but we are going to talk about the next one, which is... Surely you must have watched the pose down. Yeah, I've watched that today as well. <laughs> right, Triple H blacking up is not something I th- ever thought I would see. Oh my god, I'm surprised it didn't happen a few months later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, let's just try and remember that feud for a second. Um, I put some notes about the pose down. It was um, it was hosted by the coach. Yeah, and I wrote "shut up," which I'm pretty sure is because I'm. I feel like when Steiner comes down to the ring, the first thing he does is tells Coach to shut up. <laughs> I like to think that wasn't part of the script. I, I didn't really get what they were doing there because they had this thing where they all the, all the judges had cards and it was like, you can either vote for Triple H or S- Scott Steiner. And it was like, the thing was it was rigged for Triple H to win or whatever, so Triple H gets all the votes. But that just made it look like Triple H won. Surely it'd be better if Scott Steiner got the votes and Triple H got mad. But the whole point was that they were plants because they beat him down afterwards. Well, they didn't beat him down. They tried. I'll tell you what, I watched on YouTube and it just cut off after they voted. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots. Basically, just to, to set it up for those of you who haven't watched it on the WWE Network, which, let's face it, you're all going to do after this. Um, don't watch it on YouTube because Daryl got it wrong. No, straight after that, they all vote for Triple H. And like Steiner has a go, and he's like, "You're telling they all tell me they all voted for me." And then Triple H says, "Right, well, let's have a push-ups competition." And they start doing push-ups, and then the six blokes attack Steiner. Triple H bails out, and then Steiner just lobs the blokes around. And oh, I see, them. I missed the good bit. Well, yeah, you did. You did miss the good bit. Um, Triple H and Scott Steiner were constantly rubbing noses. Yeah, that's all they did. It's like every time it's like, "Oh, this is a real feud," so let's. Bash each other with a nose. He has got a big nose. Yeah, but yeah, I guess he's going in with his main weapon, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I just put it was dull and a little bit gay. <laughs> what, what can you can you just tell me and everyone well, listening? Very home erotic. There's lots what was, of men what was sort of, gay about it. There's a lot of some men sort of 
peering each other up and down, you know, it was like focusing on how good the bodies looked. It's all very Vince McMahon. Yeah, I say, do you know when they were flexing, do you think Vince will like whack him one out? <laughs> because like they were very like That's his son in law. So were, yeah. Yeah, they definitely. were very vascular, weren't they? Vascular is exactly the word. Um, have you got anything else to add on the pose down? No. No. Other than it was the greatest segment. It was one of these twenty minute you know that there's that sort of The myth. Reign of Terror. Yeah. The myth of the twenty minute promo in Triple H's title reign. Well, this really was a twenty minute I mean if you consider that it wasn't a promo, it was still a twenty minutes dedicated to Triple H being the champion and doing a thing. Yeah, Triple H flexing his muscles. Oh, oh I'm just as big as you, Scott. So mine up's bigger. Yes, the Royal Rumble. Royal match. Rumble 2003. <laughs> um, I have a note on the actual um, show first. Sean O'Hare, a little vignette of the Sean oh, O'Hare character debuted. Because on the, I was watching that on the iPad, and they don't have the bookmarks on there, so I was having to actually find the match, and I stopped it just as that Sean O'Hare promo started. What the fuck was that about? I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. It was like, like quite. The- clever videos that were never going to translate to wrestling ever no it didn't help they were a bit wank as well did it yeah and then it, they brought him out it's like oh and he's got a mate yeah. with Roddy Piper yeah he's now managed by Roddy Piper yeah. this old man in a kilt <laughs> they did have the Zach Gowan thing though that was genuinely entertaining do you know what um, you know you said about um, Jack Swagger's one of your boys one yeah. of my boys is definitely Sean O'Hare because uh, when I when he came in I thought because I was like 11 or whatever or 12 I was like oh wow this big bloke's got spiky hair and he's got cool trunks and he can do the swanton body. Must be amazing. You know what, Graham? How I'm with wrong. you. Because <laughs> him and Mark Jindrak were coming up as a, like a, they were really featured on WCW in the last few years and I was a big WCW fan for New some blood. reason. Yes, I really enjoyed them in WCW so I was waiting for Sin. him to come over. Greed. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> New Blood Rising. Oh, no. They, yeah, no, they never got there. Um, how come Scott Steiner gets away with Scott the Superman logo in his tights, by the way? I think he just does whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah, no one I dare tell him. That. I just thought I think anyone's defense for doing like stealing a logo is just say parody. If you just yeah. say parody, then it's fine. Yeah. Because like Rey Mysterio dressed up as Joker that time, and he dressed up as that blue thing from Avatar. What else is Flash? He just does whatever the fuck he wants. That is true. So I think Scott Steiner just thinks fuck it. Another thing was one time. Someone tried to say something to Scott Steiner. In WCW, uh, Scott Steiner did a promo where he ripped the fuck out of Diamond Dallas Page and made a load of comments about his wife. And DDP decided to try and say something to him backstage. Scott Steiner beat the piss out of him. That's why people let him do what he wants. <laughs> to be fair, it was insufferable DDP. Because, yeah, he's, he's done good now, but he's an annoying fucker. Can you imagine being his friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because like... Because they try to get you doing yoga yeah, exactly. all the time. Like, yeah, do yoga. Come, come with me, do yoga. Uh, Even Jericho at you. I just want to go for a meal. Yeah, but what about my smackhead mates? You can do yoga with you. <laughs> do yoga with them as well. <laughs> no? Uh, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just be in there alone, in my back room alone, cry wanking over photos of Kimberly because I'm no longer with her anymore. Right. <laughs> Sorry. When I was at WrestleMania, uh, they did a convention at the side and someone actually put Diamond Dallas Page and Kimberly on the same table. It was just the most awkward signing you've ever seen. Just they both sat there like, yeah, how, how you doing? And then they're just kind of like trying to ignore each other the entire time. Brilliant. Um, 
I've got a couple of notes. Obviously, I'm sure we'll you know go back and forth on this Royal Rumble two times. Did anyone time how long the match was? No. no. One thing I did notice I, about the match. I wish I had at the end. Go on. Um, at the beginning of the match, Scott Stein was over. At the end of the match, it seemed to have changed. <laughs> there was one thing at the beginning of the match that I can't decide if I liked or if I was really pissed off by, um, which was El Hebner did this little sort of preamble. He was like, oh, I know this is going to be a big physical match, but I'm in charge. And you know what they do with the refs in UFC? Yeah. Like have them sort of talk beforehand. They almost did that with El Hebner. And it seems really weird to me that they did it for this, and I don't remember them doing it again. El Hebner's... It- like all about himself though, isn't he? So, I think that's what it was, yeah. That was yeah. my suspicion. He was getting the chance as well from the crowd. They were all chanting you you screwed Brett and stuff here. No, 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 no. That's no oh, way. Was out. that a different one? No, no way out. No way Sorry. out. Get it right. Come on. Apologies. We've got to get our terrible Scott Steiner versus Triple H matches correct here, Marco. <laughs> for, uh... but th- that thing did play into the match, which I actually enjoyed the story of the match where it was Triple H realizing he couldn't actually beat Scott, so he's trying to get himself disqualified, and Eleven was doing everything to stop him doing that. I really feel like I'd have enjoyed that if it was like twenty minutes shorter. <laughs> <laughs> nice story, not a forty-minute story. I don't know how far it was into the match, and there is audio sweetening on it because Steiner swears all the time, but um, you could clearly hear him, <sighs> and it was really, really off-putting. I'm just sat there like headphones and listening to this and all I can hear is just heavy breathing. It was just, it was weird. People pay good money for that as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who are into it, get on the WWE Network. Um, There was a moron with a kid in the front row, right? Which I've wrote, written down here because I specifically remember seeing this guy, right? It's when they're sort of fighting at the guardrail and this bloke clearly goes, oh, they're fighting the guardrail. What's the best thing for me to do? Is it to keep my child at a safe distance? No, no. Hold him up towards the wrestlers. Yeah. Like, almost as if he was... Not quite as if he was a shield. Fans bring a weapon match. (laughs) (laughs) It does look like... Use little Tommy. Um, I've not got anything until he collapses on the underhook backbreaker. But, um, (laughs) go on. Someone else must have something to say. Come on, Daryl, you must have notes about this. No, I don't have any notes about this match. No notes about this match at all. Dan. I, I thought the match was fine, but it was just the crowd hated it. Well, basically, like the, the note I've got is Steiner collapses on underhook backbreaker to booze. Then they spend about five minutes outside the ring with no cat out. El Hebner no cells being thrown out of the ring. Um, I must admit the match wasn't quite as bad as I remembered it, but it's still pretty poor. Um, and actually, at the end, El Hebner had more face heat than Steiner. Yeah. One thing I did really notice, and it'll become very, it'll come into play later on, is the commentary makes the match a lot more bearable. Because I actually really enjoy listening to JR and yeah. the King and stuff, just compared to some of the guff we get now. It's almost, you forget about how good that team was together. Even for just, you know, average matches like this. Yeah. But even at that time when you could argue they were sort of on the downswing. Yeah. They were yeah. still, still, still better. Still mo- so much better. Which plays into our next match, because on the next match, Jonathan Coachman's on commentary oh. for No Way Out 2003 is that, from Montreal. Go on. Is that, um, who's he on with? It's him and Lawler, which is weird. Is that because he's had a, him and Also have teamed up and beat That's him? That's later something? on. Oh. We'll get to that. Oh, don't worry. We are coming to it. <laughs> but um, no, it's him and um, Jerry Lawler. He said something about he'd been sent home. I don't know if it was an angle or whatever. It might have been after Kane set JR on fire <laughs> that or was something. Funny. <laughs> 
Huh? I haven't done enough of them. Um, <laughs> one of my notes I've got here is Evanescence LOL. <laughs> do you remember when everyone liked that song? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Sort of. I hate to admit this, but I've seen them live three times. Three times? I can't even name one song other than Bring Me to Life. Uh, another one. They do, but I can't. You've seen them three times. Either. Stop pretending. No, I genuinely cannot remember any names of songs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try and remember what their other songs are. Oh, going Under. They had another one called Going Under. There I don't go. think I've ever heard that. You probably, it's, it's basically, it's, it's like, we're uh, going under. Going under. Is it set to the same tune as Bring Call Me to Life? Call my name and save me from going under. It's the same song. <laughs> um, they did all sound the same, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point, Dan. Um, evolution formed during this this feud. Yeah, I had no idea when I was like putting this list together that we'd actually get the formation of evolution. I was quite happy with that. Because evolution is a mystery. Full, full of changes change. no one sees. <laughs> I could just do the whole song, but I don't think people are listening to that. Um, yeah, I've got that. Stein- I actually thought in the preamble, the the video package with Evanescence on it, bring me to life and all that. Um, I thought the number one contenders match had been between Steiner and and HBK because on the footage you didn't you don't really see who he beats to face Triple H again. And I was like, hmm. "Fuck off, you've got to <laughs> be kidding!" But it turns out it's Chris, Chris Jericho, so it was fine. Um, the fans hate Steiner in this match. Yeah, it, was this in Canada? This was in Montreal. Yeah. Um, Why do they hate him? Is it because they know his shit now? It's because he, they know his shit, but the, oh, here's right. the stupid thing about that, right? The fans hate Steiner, so they cheer Triple H, right? What do you think they chant at Earl Hebner five minutes later? Oh, yeah, you screw Brett. Yeah. Let's not... Who, was, who, had, uh, who had the idea for all that stuff again? Who was... Who was who was the one that came up with the plan? I believe it was Triple H. Triple H, yeah, Triple H. You could, you could make the argument, though, that Brett did screw Brett. Ooh. If he doesn't want to do business, then we'll do business for him. There you go, then. That's the quote. <laughs> Literally. Triple H proudly said that on several DVDs before Brett came back. He's like, Brett, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> what, me? No, no. Sean and Earl and Vince did it. What? Yeah, all right. See you later. Good talking. It's okay. Brett hasn't forgot. <laughs> what, does he say? what does he say about it? It was four out of ten. <laughs> so can you remember when he said that um, he's never really had a great main event match <laughs> yeah. but he proved him wrong because he had that match with Roman Re- well he had that match with Randy Orton he had the match well, we're about to match talk Chris about Jerich- um, Undertaker um, he had this match with Scott Steiner yeah exactly these two matches prove if anything that Brett this was ma- probably right <laughs> this match was better than the Rumble match I thought not hard. Because, you know why this match it was, was a little shorter? Match? Half the time. I swear to God, no, it's yeah. literally half the time. And no, Steiner gassed out. <laughs> Just gassed up. <laughs> did, did they work with each other on house shows at this point, you know? Because... I feel like Scott Steiner wouldn't have done house shows. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe he did, but I really feel like he didn't. Because I'm just thinking, like, maybe they, between the Royal Rumble match and No Way Out, decided, shall we, like, have a few practice runs of this and make sure, like, you know... We've got his cardio right and we're, we know what we're doing. Do you think Triple H was asked about that? Because I feel like a lot of this was just to make Steiner look a bit like a knob. Yeah, but I also think Triple H wants to have a good match with everyone. He, he wrestled Takamichi and Oku once and he just to have a good match. Yeah, but he probably chose to have a good match then. I do feel like there's an element of that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not being like a 2002 Triple H you know, conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, I think he's less asked about 
having a good match with Scott Steiner than it is about looking like the ring general by having a good match with an undercard guy. Yeah. Um, all Steiner's right hand punches, and I say right hand punches because he doesn't do left hand punches, are wank. All of them are just terrible. He looks. Yeah. You'd, you'd think with somebody that's meant to be solid, he'd be able to throw a good punch, wouldn't you? Yeah. Nah. No. Not good. Really bad. Um, and then El Hevner throws Evolution. Evolution come down in this match, by the way. Flair's obviously with him, and then like the other two come down. And El Hevner throws them out, and everyone, no one gives a fuck. Like, literally no one cares. You know how the, he does the whole big spot where he sort of raises yeah. his hands? He's like, you're out of here. And no one cares. And then I well, think Triple why, H gets why pinned. Why would you care when you're throwing out Decon Batista? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Triple H pins Scott Steiner about two minutes later anyway. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Like I said, it was a better match than the Rumble one because it was a little shorter and it told the same story almost, but then, you know, Triple H overcame that and won the match, yeah. which was kind of typical Triple H at that yeah. era. But it was like, he's kind of the baby face. It's weird. But um, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't fine though, was it? <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it was a fine match just to have on. Daryl? I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> really don't like Scott Steiner. Did, did, they ruin, <laughs> did, they, did they ruin Evanescence for you? Yeah. Right. Daryl, you have another match to talk about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So we spoke off air. Yep. And uh, we think we've watched the same match, but we've not discussed from it. From Insurrection 2003. Oh, mine's from a Raw. Oh, really? Oh, oh that's, that's even more interesting. Okay, then. so my match that I watched, that I don't think you guys have then, is Steiner versus Test versus Goldberg in a triple threat match from Raw. What? And I don't know where it falls in the timeline because I was on YouTube. Because when I searched Steiner on the network, all I was getting was his WCW run and I wanted to watch some obscure matches from Raw. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just put it on YouTube. And this is obviously from... He must have been finished with Triple H at this point because did Goldberg yeah. coming in 03? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He came in Backlash 03. Yeah, yeah. so um, it was obviously... Join that run at some point. Another interesting point, by the way, that I'd never even considered until we did this. Steiner is in the main event of the first two pay-per-views of the year and isn't even on WrestleMania. <laughs> so go on, tell me. about That sounds like a mental match. Yeah, so it is a mental match because Scott Steiner comes out first, then Test comes out, <laughs> then Goldberg comes out, and Goldberg's got his full entrance where they knock on his door, and I think it's like in the middle of the show. Like now, like Goldberg would only wrestle on pay-per-views, wouldn't he? And like, yeah. But yeah, so like they they come out, they have this match, and it's as shit as you can imagine. <laughs> it's Steiner like huh, in Test being Test, and I like Test, but it's Test when he had short hair and he had trunks, and they tried to make him a bit of a. And he had the the really wank music. Like Test's music was always stupid, but at least when it was that stuff with the gibberish, that was better. And then they they got rid of the gibberish. Yeah, yeah. So it weren't that good. And Goldberg got his WWE tights on, not his black trunks from WCW, so I weren't happy about that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was... If you imagine a triple threat match between them three from that era, then it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> I don't really need to say any more on that one. Sounds quality. Dan, did you watch anything else before Bad Blood 2003? Uh, yeah, I watched the uh, episode of Raw where you had the debate about the Iraq War with Christopher Nowinski. All right, okay. Well, that that was... So good, um, mainly because Scott Steiner, his first line of dialogue is, now I've wrestled a lot of countries. 
<laughs> it's just <laughs> but he's uh, pro Iraq war and talks about how terrorists force them into the situation and then it kind of just it's it's a really quick segment. It's just got that memorable line of him saying that he uh, a lot who's of the baby face in this situation? Steiner. <laughs> oh, it was during the time, so like the, the baby face is for the illegal war. Yeah. Oh yeah. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> I so, bet yeah, he says that USA put up a shot up at least once. I, I like don't remember actually, that segment. I should have taken more notes. Uh, or any. Uh, well, everyone find it and watch it. It um, is brilliant. It's I worth watched. It. I watched Scott Steiner against Test from Insurrection 2003. <laughs> if you think your Scott Steiner against Test against Goldberg match was bad, imagine what match they had in a pay-per-view that was in Newcastle. <laughs> right Now, there's nothing wrong with Newcastle. You know, it's a perfectly nice city, but the Newcastle Arena... Daryl's shaking his head. To our listeners in Newcastle, Daryl hates you. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, the, the big rumour about um, why they never brought more like rebellions and all these things... To the, I think it was a Telewest Arena in Newcastle. Was that apparently the changing rooms were too small to literally fit enough people in, and they didn't have enough space to put the stage in either. Like the arena's a lot smaller than like the Sheffield Arena or stuff like that, so they didn't have the space. But this was one show that was from Newcastle. And in this match, Val Venus is a ref for no reason, just well, part way down. Because the weird part about this is he is, Chief Morley at this point? No, this is what I was going to say. Literally, the last segment before I was this um he was chief morley and then he's back to being valvinus for no apparent reason he does a really bad promo scott steiner and test have a match and wait scott so sorry so there's a segment before that where he's chief morley and then they announce oh no no not in the same show sorry that's oh, okay. no, no the last thing i'd watch okay um but yeah this match is about five or six minutes and it's so awful Stay, most of these matches by this point are just excuses to bring stacy keebler out um yeah. and she does the intros for Scott Steiner and Test. Is this, do they fight for her affection in this, or do they fight to her? Well, own? no. That's because what we're going on to. It, Bad Blood 2003. Uh, I can quickly go over the story of this, if you like. Um, Please do. Uh, I believe they teamed together with um, until Test started misogynistically treating Stacey Keebler, and Scott Steiner decided to defend her honour. And it led to a series of matches where they were fighting over her and the winner would get her as as a manager in quotation marks. Can I point out what world does this exist in? Because why could she not just be like, no, I'll just go with Scott Steiner now. Contracts. Legal situations. Eric Bischoff's face on the start of Raw. Ownership of persons. I'd forgotten that. Considered lesser. That's something that I really think needs addressing is the fact that you know the sting on the start of yeah. Um, Raw. Like, if you imagine, instead of then, now, forever, it would be Eric Bischoff's face just on several episodes of Raw. Yeah, he was the general just manager. So weird, though. Like, just have his face. Not even like Raw or like Bischoff Entertainment. No, just his face. A stock photo of his face on the start of every show. Um, Bad Blood 2003 is, of course, famous for the beginning. Where Steiner tries to jump off the apron, <laughs> falls on his face onto Tess's ankle, and Tess has to sell it anyway. On the network, they've changed the camera angle on it, so it's actually from the other side of the ring, instead of the forward shot that's like really famous because of Botchamania and everything. But still, it still looks like a terrible fuck-up. My question is, why would Steiner even try to jump? What, what move does Scott Steiner do that he jumps off the apron? 
double axe handle. Yeah, clearly he doesn't. I what's Steiner's finisher called? Steiner recliner. No, no, not that one. No, the oh the, the Frankensteiner. No, the impact one. Steiner line. No. So there you go. Literally, because it, it, my next note is I don't even know what Scott Steiner used to finish that match. It was one of those moves where he gives himself a rock bottom. It was called the Steiner flatliner. That's yeah. what it was. I remember. I didn't now, even know he had that move. No, but I tell you what he did have, which I'm a little bit devastated that we didn't see. Apart from, I meant to go back and watch the Steiners against the Hearts for it. Is the Steiner screwdriver? That move is so the ridiculous. Most dangerous looking. <laughs> have you ever seen ever. this, Daryl? Uh, I, th- I will have seen it, but I don't recall what move it is. It's a he suplexes them up, but then drops them from the suplex position into a pile driver. Seems safe. Yeah. Please, you know, can, please, Williams can, when please can I take one? Feud in TNA. Oh, and Peter Williams cosplayed as him. Yeah. That was a weird era of TNA, weren't it? Oh, when, when all the X Division stars decided to cosplay. Yeah, like Christopher <laughs> Daniels cosplayed as Sting. Oh, yeah. And um, what's his face? Jay Lethal did uh, Macho Man. Yep. Sharp Boy did Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> what was all that about? <laughs> it's TNA. They're going to run by like Nazis soon. I don't know if we've spoken about that. <laughs> we, but, have, we have. Yeah. We're going to keep bringing that up. Yeah. But they hate the Jews. <laughs> Goldberg's not coming in then. No. Or Heyman. They want Heyman at one bit. Yeah, he's he's running for hills, isn't he? <laughs> but he's he's got a big area entwined behind. <laughs> they're not fucking with, they're not fucking with Brock, are they? <laughs> wow, fantastic. Um Unforgiven 2003. Have you got anything else before Unforgiven 2003? No, not really. No, I didn't really see much point because I think there was another match. Yeah, they there. they did have another match in between. And I don't even remember what happened to them. I think it was literally at this point they were trading states. Yeah. Um, uh, the note I've got here is Test is a bit rapey. Yeah. So that's pretty much the storyline. Yeah. Test is a bit rapey, and Scott Steiner comes along to save the day by looking at Stacy's ass. It's like, but at least I'm not touching, so everything's all right. It's <laughs> He's okay. the big bad dude, do- booty daddy. <laughs> the best part was when he. He goes out the ring, like doing her all, oh, look at my ass bit. And he's like, uh, no, you got to do that again. And just sits and looks at her ass again. Because that's fighting for women's rights. Oh, yeah. Scott it's... Steiner, feminist. We've come a long way. <laughs> um, Steiner introduced cargo camo pants, by the way. Like, <laughs> you thought that John Cena was the only one with cargo shorts, right? Or camo shorts, or camo jorts, doesn't matter. Scott Steiner, cargo three quarter lengths. So that's fashion. The only the, other note. The original Marine. Exactly. The only other note I've got here is just the word guff. <laughs> um, the Unforgiven match was the final. Um, that was the one where if Steiner lost, he also became Tess's servant. <laughs> Which always ends well. They're so always interesting. Not only would he get ownership of a woman, he'd get ownership of another man as well. So he'd, At this get, point, he'd get a woman and a slave. Yeah, this Where point, can Tess I sign can... up to this company? <laughs> Tess can pretty much like start his own plantation at this point, can't he? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but led to... Um, did you guys watch the Raw after it that I sent you with the heel turn? Right, this... I, I, I literally fell asleep. I was watching this last night. It's Coach and Al Snow on commentary, so I started to tune out. Yeah, that was away. terrible. Oh, I hate Al Snow. And then I just fell asleep. So um, I intended to watch it. I feel like it's some indication that I couldn't even stay awake. So yeah, the whole point was Tester decided, now you're my servant, you've got to be my tag partner again, and we're going to challenge for the tag titles. And Stacey Keebler tries to interfere and actually does it so Tess lose the pinfall. So Scott Steiner gets in the ring and he's like, so uh, 
I, I could forgive you for that, but you've cost me the tag titles and I'm also his slave because of you. So, uh, and then Dexa. Oh, of course he does. That's lovely. Yeah. And everything's just, the, him and Tester mates now. They're just like, yeah, women are awful. Yeah, bloody women. Yeah. What are you like? <laughs> getting in wrestling, getting involved. You're not getting any pots to wash. <laughs> Said Tess. But then, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched... I don't even remember what Tess's voice sounds like, <laughs> and I saw several of his promos. I don't know if you know how all this finished as well. I'll check. Just check, because sure. like, we haven't checked in about yeah. 20, 30 minutes. Is Tess dead? Uh, do you want to carry on talking while I type this? No, no, I, no. I actually want the dead Because we need to know. I, the people need, we to, need know to know that know. we're doing this live. Yes, right. thanks, everyone. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. When was that? Still uh, it's still the same date. He's oh, not okay, tweeted okay. since. Not been so, updated uh, since. But he is still dead until we find out. If you two didn't watch how this whole thing ended, then you're going to love this part because who is the saviour and best friend of all women in WWE? Val Venus? No, no. It's The Godfather. No. <laughs> Stephen Richards. So... This storyline lasted another month or so when Mick Foley fired Steiner and Tess. Of course. Of course it's Mick Foley. (laughs) Freeing Stacey as their manager. Oh, how are we so stupid not to say that it was Mick Foley? (laughs) And then what happened? Did Mick Foley... And then... Did he write a book about it? (laughs) They're best friends. Uh, So after that, Mick and Stacey are best friends forever. Uh, After that, Scott Steiner... (laughs) Scott Steiner had one more match. Go on. Yeah, he I had, forgot yeah, what he day had... it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why did my knee hurt? <laughs> is it Christmas again yet? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. It's June. Dad, can I uh, can I go out with this? Yeah, you can. Of course you can. We won't have a fight. We've only had three in our life because I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the tale of Scott Steiner ends shortly after that, where... Um, he lasted six minutes in the 2004 Royal Rumble, and then he suffered an injury. And then while he was injured, he got fired. He literally caught the losses. It eliminated yeah. him. Uh, Booker T. Oh, WCW and WCW violence. Those guys have got to stick together, because we know that people like them will never win the world title. That's what Triple H meant. Yeah, he didn't... yeah of course he did. Well, he'd, he'd spent a year crushing WCW talent. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's not about not race. No. Not about race. He's not a racist. No. He likes him, if anything. Yeah. That's what he told me. Yeah. One of his best friends is Booker T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, we so got yeah, a... That was got, Scott Steiner's career Scott in WWE. Scott Steiner's WWE career. Um, any thoughts? Is there anything else to say about it? Uh, I think he had a better career in WCW. A little bit. Much yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Even his TNA run was, like, infinitely better, if only for... The promo where he continually refers to the Dudley Boys having fat asses. Bad asses. <laughs> what about um, thirty-three and a third? And you got you got oh, thirty. Yeah. yeah, he had many a classic chance. promo. So I've got that gives me sixty-six and a half percent chance of small Joe. Do you think he could have put a good word in for his brother Rick in two thousand and two and got him a contract as well? What the dog-faced gremlin? Yeah. No. He was pretty over in 93 when he came down to help him fight off French Canadians. I think by 2002, he probably would, had exhausted all his worth. Yeah, and I think the difference was Scott Steiner was a WCW champion and was on top of the cards for quite a few years. Rick Steiner was kind of the dog's body. Rick like, Steiner no had a fight with Chucky. 
Yeah, he had a fight with Chucky, and yeah, he's got crossover appeal. <laughs> <laughs> he was just the dog's body for people like. He was a dog faced gremlin, literally yeah. dog's body because he looked like a dog. Um, yeah, I I think it's safe to say wasn't Steiner offered a Legends contract recently. He was also barred from the Hall of Fame because he threatened to call a kill <laughs> Hulk Hogan. The best part about that is they use what is clearly some kind of promotional picture as if he's going to turn up. I don't. He might even have the chainmail on. Yeah, it. he's going to really turn up in his chainmail and sunglasses, <laughs> which he probably would have. Ah, uh, Scott Steiner, what a guy! We can close on this part. Um, you mentioned earlier that he was on TV recently because he witnessed an attempted murder, and he's still jacked. He's still got his bleach blonde hair and his goatee. And he now is the manager of a is what franchise is it? He's the manager of like some franchise restaurant in America, <laughs> and he witnessed an attempted murder and was on TV. I hope it's Chili's. I'm not. I, or I TGI can't find Fridays. that information out right now. <laughs> TGI Steiner's. I'd go to TGI Steiner's. What was the WCW restaurant? Maybe you could open one of them. I don't know. Oh, there was a WCW. I can't remember. What it was called. like WCW Grill. Or something. It was a Shoney's. That's what he owns. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Not can even, we, come on air. Can we look at the menu and see what they sell? <laughs> does nobody do that? Look sauce, at American food sauce. menus like McDonald's and the, just the very fact that like Steiner didn't go into like the leaning chair business is a massive oversight in his part. You know, like George Foreman got his grill. Well, what, what would he call it? Pastamania. Steiner's recliners. There you go. Thank you for setting me up for that. I appreciate it's it. It's all right. Anytime. Um, I'm waiting for uh, this menu. We get, we I, we I all, can't find the menu. Is there, a, is there a Shoney's in UK? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure there isn't. And I'm pretty sure even if there is, Scott Steiner won't be there. But who knows? What could the future possibly hold? I think we can safely say that he probably won't be inducted into the Hall of Fame unless for some reason... Well, Hulk Hogan won't be at the Hall of Fame, so oh, yeah, they can have the Hogan's same building. There. They can bring Steiner in. There yeah. you go. Yeah, done. Yeah, um... he is still banned though. <laughs> Security have still got his photo. So um, I'd just urge everyone after this to watch a few Scott Steiner matches and just enjoy the ridiculousness of it. And also Google the picture of the little WCW reunion that happened at Scott Steiner's restaurant, where I don't know if you like. I'm showing the guys this photo now if they haven't seen it. Uh, Scott Steiner is still he looks exactly as he did through TNA and everything everyone knows what Kevin Nash and Scott Hall looks like because they get wheeled out on TV quite often uh, Buff Bagwell's in this photo can you remember him? <laughs> he looks like a bloke from Coronation Street you remember the guy who used to run the shop? I not as much Street, not as much as in this photo no, Rick no. Steiner in the middle of the photo who looks like Chavo Guerrero doing Curing White <laughs> He don't have his head gear on, does he? That's what makes makes him. That's what makes, makes him look, Rick yeah. Steiner, isn't it? Yeah. But watch a few matches and then find that photo. It's Can I also put out that J double F J double R E double T A and I great? Ha ha! He's also on the photo. He's selling him some gold. Huh? Right. Um. Right. Thanks everybody. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Royal Grumble. Not the Royal Grumble. Royal Grumble. Just Royal Grumble. You'd think I'd actually learn these things by now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, Twitter.com slash Royal Grumble Pod. Uh, you can email us at royalgrumblepod at gmail.com email us about Scott Steiner or other wrestling related topics uh, say goodbye Daryl goodbye Daryl say goodbye Dan bye thank you very much
come out here and try to get the sympathy of the people, but you don't get my sympathy at all.